0: You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: We made it. Podcast number 200. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Steve Podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. A great show for you for number 200, Jason and Molly Mesnick. They have never been on the podcast before. I went on theirs years ago when they had a podcast, and I decided when I was thinking a little bit ahead of two or three weeks ago, I thought, who could I get for 200? I'm like, well, what about the people that put me on the map? I mean, Jason's season was the one that pretty much put Reality Steve on the map because it was my first major spoiler, Uh, and I've always kept in touch with Molly for the last seven, eight, nine years, and so I was like, will you come on? And she's like, sure. Their GOAT episode just aired a few weeks ago, and uh, it's a lot of fun, so I hope you enjoy it. We'll get to that momentarily. Clearly, we need to talk about the Cassie and Colton situation, and... The one thing I'm going to tell you to do is go to my site today and read it because I don't want to spend 15 minutes talking about this. Go to my site and read what I wrote today. Uh, It clears up some misconceptions uh, in regards to what the media is reporting on it and some other things here and there. But a couple of points that I wanted to make just about it overall in general. I really am shocked by the amount of people that are so quick to defend Colton and immediately cast cassie as some sort of attention grabbing whore and this is what she's always been after and just she's always been after wanting to be stalked that's what your that's what your argument is she's always after wanting to be in the news with allegations of stalking I, i just i don't really understand where people are coming from uh with this uh if you've seen any of my tweets over the last three days all you gotta do is read some of the replies it's just it's shake your head stuff at it and i'm just i'm in amazement at how many people um just don't believe it or you know need to see every bit of info look when i did the podcast when then i did my ig live on sunday night with ashley i was the one first one to tell you guys that look the judge has granted this and just granted the restraining order and I said but I you know I hadn't seen anything at that point and I was just like look I just if this is all true this is horrible for Colton and this is look and this looks awful and he's out of line and he shouldn't have done it and then as we got more information and I have seen now the actual 25 page temporary restraining order filed in LA court I have it in my possession um, you've seen some of the entertainment outlets post like the two page complaint And then they've taken transcriptions from the text messages that Cassie supplied as evidence. I don't know why people aren't just taking screenshots, but I'm not going to do it because nobody else is. I'm not going to just put out there all the screenshots that Cassie provided. So all you've seen from the media is, quote unquote, highlights of what some of those text messages said. I can tell you right now, they're not even close to what she presented and that are in that TRO. They're just transcribing the text that Cassie submitted as evidence, but only even parts of those texts. These are long ass text messages that Colton sent to Cassie, that he sent to her best friend, Linda, that he sent to Cassie's mother, that he sent to Cassie's ex-boyfriend, Kaylin, that he made up to Cassie, that he made up to himself. There's a lot in there. So you can choose to not be objective and think that Cassie openly lied to a judge and just made up text messages and made up stories that Colton admitted to placing the tracking devices tra- tracking device and and, and writing the texts himself. I don't I don't know what to tell you if you believe that, but one thing I do know is that that's more of you just having an issue with Cassie than you actually thinking logically. If you think somebody went to an LA court and presented evidence that was all made up and fake. That's just you Clearly not having, uh, clearly either being a pro Colton fan and anti Cassie, or maybe you just don't like Cassie for God knows what reason. But when it comes to, you know, possible domestic violence issues here, and stalking, harassing, fake text messages, manipulation, I I, I don't I don't understand why everybody's uh, well not everybody because clearly there are a lot of people that are on Cassie's side, but I don't understand anybody's initial reaction when they hear this story is, man, I wonder what she did to drive Colton to do that. Like, it's It's so backwards. It's so backwards. Look, I'll tell you this. This is public record. This is in the L.A. court system. You can create a username and profile and download the 25-page temporary restraining order that the L.A. court's, Assigned to this, or you can I think I think you can even call and ask them for it. This is not private undercover news that only I have seen. You have the ability to see it. You just have to do a little bit of work, sign up for the LA courts and get a username and password, or just call them and I think they can email it to you. But if you have not read all twenty five pages of that temporary restraining order, and trust me, the last ten pages are just screenshots of the texts and a screenshot of the tracking device that Cassie found. It's, it's not 25 pages of, of script is what I'm trying to say. But if you read all of that, if you read the whole TRO and you read every single text message that Cassie submitted to the L.A. courts to get this temporary restraining order, and you come out of it saying, I don't believe a word she says, sure, you're entitled to your opinion, but I just don't think that that's going to be your takeaway from it. You're reading headlines right now, you're reading clickbait headlines, you're reading stories that are clearly coming from the side of Colton's camp. I don't know if it's Colton, I have no idea if it's him himself that is feeding some of these stories, but um, after Cassie filed the temporary restraining order, we, have, we had two stories come out that seemed to be from Colton's quote-unquote side. One of them was, I haven't spoken to her in a month. And the other one was they were filming a reality show that got uh, that Colton um, decided to back out of. I cover all that in uh, in today's column, so go read it uh, on my website. But those are that's the main point I want to get across. It's just I I just I almost think that you can't have an opinion on this. I mean, anybody can have an opinion about anything. That's fine, but your opinion is very uninformed if you haven't read the 25-page temporary restraining order that is online and public in public record. That's all I'm saying. And if you read through all that and you say, wow, Cassie made up a bunch of shit. Okay. That I, then I, then I would like to do a deeper dive into your brain of to why you think that I, I, I don't know. Anyway. So that's that. Uh, I just wanted to uh, get that out of the way, but it's all written out uh, today in, uh, in my column. I didn't want to spend 15, 20 minutes on this. We did about seven. So um, podcast number 200. You're going to love this one. This is funny. It's a lot of fun uh, because I play a little game with Molly and Jason at the end that uh, we have to like Jason has to match up answers that I had asked Molly in a text message before they went on. I told her not to cheat. So please don't tell Jason these answers um, and you'll see how they did. And you'll see if they get a prize at the end of this. And uh, but yeah, I think the Jason thing is it's fascinating. I, Look, it it happened 10 years ago. I'm not going to sit here and dissect, hey, Jason, why'd you pick Melissa and go to Molly? What were you thinking? Stuff like that. But you know me. I'm a little more into the how the sausage is made kind of thing. I'm into more of the behind the scenes stuff. And my whole thing was more about the production side of how everything went down versus what actually went down. So you'll hear me talk about that. We do bring it up. Jason kind of busts my balls a little bit, which is fine. I expected him to. But Jason and I spoke 10 years ago when this all broke and I had made a a, a big mistake in regards to not the spoiler itself, which was you're going to see in the finale that he dumps Melissa and gets back with Molly at a close set taping of after the final rose. But I did say to him, I did report at the time that this was all planned ahead of time. And that was my biggest mistake in all this. And I had apologized to Jason and Molly in my column 10 years ago. Um, I apologize to him in a phone call that I had after it, after I had spoken to him and realized that wasn't the case, but yeah, no, the whole thing is, um, it's a lot of fun to go over. It's, I mean, I'm I'm sure not, not fun for them, but it's just a fun podcast. We don't get deep in the weeds about, you know, there's any sort of hate, there's no hate going on between Jason, Molly and Melissa and whatnot. So I hope you really enjoy it. We're finally here. Podcast number 200. Okay. Let's bring him in. For episode number two hundred you know them as i don't know the o g couple of the show well, maybe Tristan and Ryan are but they're 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 number two I guess because uh we all know them we all love them it's Jason and Molly mesnick how you guys doing
0: hi how What's are up? you o g couple I know. <laughs> It
2: yeah, is. well you did 200 you've done 200 <laughs> podcasts so you're old too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to
1: say like, my gosh, now I'm 4 years into this, almost I mean, coming up on 4 years total now and it's just it's crazy. I didn't think I'd be at 200. Um but you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on for number 200, I wanted to make it somewhat memorable is the fact that, you know, I mean, let's face it. I I, I think I'm reality Steve today because of your season. Like this. Wow, one, this, we get all
0: that
2: credit. <laughs> credit. I want money. I know. Yeah.
1: Like, you, want much, sort of, what, you want some sort of residual out of this? I get it. Yeah, but. I mean,
2: give me at least some what does an agent usually make? Fifteen percent? I don't yeah. care. I'll take three percent. Yeah. It's like gummy bears or something. I know. <laughs>
1: Especially since I mean, we'll get into it. Especially since Jason, you and I didn't get off to the greatest of starts when this all went down. Like I there was there was contentiousness. I remember a radio interview that you did where you called me out, which you had every reason to. Um, but at the time, I didn't know. And um, I remember <clears throat> taking a clip of that radio interview and actually posting it on my site and just kind of going after you as well. I don't know. Do you remember that?
2: No. Okay. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. I, I who, who am I talking to?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, know, this
2: is, I don't remember anything.
1: <laughs> it's funny because, um, you know, I wanted to have you guys on because, one, I've never had you on before. Two, like I said, your season was the sp- first spoiler that I ever had and then three that we just didn't get off to the greatest of, of, of starts And all this. But, Jason, I want to start with you first. And this is just going back, just becoming The Bachelor. Um, coming off Deanna's season, how much convincing did they have to do to you to get you to do it, especially as the first uh, single dad in Bachelor history? Like, this wasn't something that you jumped at, right?
2: Uh, I, I think I always wanted really thought I was going to do it. Okay. I mean, I, I uh, it, when I, I just remember in the limo, like after Diana let me go, I like got in the limo and I was talking to the producers. I'm like, you guys are liars. I knew, like, I knew she was never going to pick me. And I kind of tossed the ring across the, uh, across the car and the producers like, well, well hold on again. we got to do that in slow motion because because we need America to fall in love with you again. I was like, well, what what do you mean? Like, he just dumped me, and you want me to do a double ring toss? (laughs) So, I mean, from that moment on, I kind of, like, they were kind of teasing me with it a little bit.
1: But the the logistics of it of, well, I don't know if I want to leave my son, and how are we going to do this with Ty, um, did that factor into maybe, like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do this, or was that it didn't become much of an issue?
2: Uh, I mean, they were always very very cooperative about, well, I'll say a couple things. They were really cooperative on how they were going to let me be with Ty. So he could stay at, you know, we were staying up at, Ty and I were staying at a house right up the street. So they would let me and Ty stay there alone. So, but they also, I know in some ways, were always pitching dates with Ty involved, which I would never let them do. So I always played nice and had him around, but it was for my own reasons. Yeah. Just just to be with
1: him. And Molly, I don't remember what you've said in the past about this, but when you, I'm assuming you watched Deanna's season, were you? No, I've oh, never
0: seen it to this day.
1: Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So so when they told you this guy was going to be so I'm assuming if you hadn't watched um Deonna season, you weren't a fan of the show then. At no.
0: All. I I think I've maybe had seen a little bit of like Andrew Firestone's season um, at that I point. I never wa- I never watched the show before going on it. Like I've never watched a full season in its entirety before going on the show. She loves
1: me. So how did so how did you even what made you want to do this then? Like how did they convince well, you this is something that you wanted to do?
0: I was living in Milwaukee and there was a casting call and my coworker was like really into trying out. So it was like a I remember it was like a Tuesday night so she had me come down there with her a bunch of girlfriends. We went to the bar beforehand and got drunk. And so then we're walking in and every, they're like, "Well, you got to try out now too." And I'm like, "Okay, great." So I just kind of like went along with it.
1: And here you are. This and here I am. Yeah. So, you know, we're 10 years removed from this happening. You guys clearly have moved on. Melissa's moved on. We saw it on your Goat episode. Everyone's in a better place now. Hell, even your Instagram post the day of your Goat episode airing, uh Molly was all about you know, you and Melissa, and the fact that you were like, "Look, everybody, you can't Google our names without one of the other ones uh, coming up." It's will always be linked to each other. But there's no, there's no um, hard feelings either way. Clearly, she's in a good place, married with two. Was it two or three kids that she have? Two. I don't even know. Three. Oh, she's got three now. Okay. See, I haven't even been paying attention to her. <laughs> um You know, you guys obviously have. You know, Jason has. You know, you guys have Ty and Riley. Um, But in 2010, this was like the biggest thing in the world. It was everywhere, Um, and we know it couldn't have been easy. And Jason, I'm curious, was there a time once everything went down and you had ended things with Melissa and you'd started to date Molly where a part of you thought, man, I, I don't know if we can make this work just because it's so brutal out there, everyone is on our case yeah I mean the median
2: stuff was, but like not not in real life like you are day in and day out, you know I, I was still working and Molly was working, and you know she'd come to Seattle once a month and I'd go up to milwaukee once a month so in our in our real world i mean we we try not to- su- surround ourselves by haters yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i mean it was in our real world, it really wasn't it was really when like randomly you'd go to like the supermarket or you know, some blogger would say something, but like you got to remember social media wasn't even a fraction of what it is now. So yeah. I think we had like 5,000 followers on Twitter and there definitely no wasn't Instagram back then.
1: Yeah. And did people actually like, what was the worst thing someone said to you guys in person when you did go out and you went on dates? Did anyone ever really come up to you and spew some vitriol or was it always people that were able to get away with it You know, behind a computer screen and stuff like that? Or did anyone ever real life situation where someone came up to you and said something. It was it, it, it only was,
0: happened once. One was, time ever.
1: It was you only No, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: no we were in LA it was like that week after our finale aired and we went out to dinner. I think it was our first public dinner out and we went with a bunch of producers and we were like going from the restaurant to the bar or something. And a dude like crossing the street was like, Jason Mesnick, you're an asshole. But like that was literally the only time someone had ever said something like that in person.
1: Do you remember that, Jason? Do you remember someone saying that? To oh you? yeah, I still wake up with nightmares. <laughs> did you? <laughs> straight, like, who did, is that guy? <laughs> did you say something back to him by any chance? Did You say anything? Yeah, I'm like eh, thanks. <laughs> thanks That's not me. That's I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the things about your season that, or, and everything that went down, that was interesting to me was, though like, I'm I'm very much into the behind-the-scenes stuff of how things happen on this show. Uh, I mean, yeah, I like to talk about what we see on TV, but. My always thing has kind of been how the sausage is made uh, on this show and reporting stuff that isn't shown to you on the television show. The whole thing about the After the Final Rose episode itself was always kind of fascinating to me, only because up until that point, as far as I know, the after the final rose was always taped maybe like a week before the finale aired, so the public, whoever was in audience that day, clearly knew. I'm sure they signed NDAs, but they we were... didn't have
0: an audience.
1: Exactly, but you guys didn't. Yeah. So my thing was, you know, I and I and I didn't pay attention to it before that, and you know, so my question was, so Molly, when when you were called by production, because the other thing was, the AFR was always filmed about a week before the finale actually aired. Your guys taping with you know Jason and Melissa and you on a closed set was done, I believe, like maybe two or three episodes into the season. It was done in January. I remember that of 2010 because I found out about it a week later. So my question was, when when they called to tell you, "Hey, you got to come down here to film this whatever," how did they present it to you, and wh- how did you not think like,
2: "Wait, hold on a second, I want to know how to, who, who that called you."
1: I, I, this, you
2: know, I, know this stuff. I know
1: i know you don't know um i'd i'd rather not give up names it's just, yeah. rather, it's, it's just do i know the
2: person oh,
0: I, I don't know. know i'll tell you later i yeah. know you've told me steve That's right. i know i have
1: i have, oh. I have told molly how I, yeah. I found out years ago i told uh, you this you never so you've never I, told jason that huh oh thank you Molly. we,
0: we literally <laughs> never sit around and talk about yeah the Bachelor, okay. good ever. good point
1: um <laughs> no so i was like uh so, my, my, yeah. So, that was my question was how exactly, how did they present it to you of, hey, you need to come down here? We're filming on, on set. Did they tell you it was an After the Final Rose or no?
0: Yeah, they did. But, like I said before, like I was never a huge fan of the show. So, I didn't really, it, it meant nothing to me oh. no matter when we would have filmed that. It meant nothing.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: because
1: now, and pre- I mean- the
0: way that they presented it too was, um, because at that point, I was being courted to be the bachelorette. And yeah. so they're like, plan on staying two extra days for this trip because we will start filming your package for the bachelorette. When in actuality, they were asking me to stay to plan on two extra days because they knew they were going to put me in a house with Jason.
1: Hey, guys, we've got a new sponsor for the podcast this week. It's empathize.com. You know how we all have bills and we all have. I don't know how many credit cards you have, three, five, nine, fifteen, whatever you may have. Isn't it a pain in the ass to open up, whether you do it online or you do it on your app, on your phone, you have to open up a bunch of different apps to pay your bills, to pay your credit card bills. Well, here with empathize.com, all you got to do is go to empathize.com. You connect your credit cards and your loans. Now you can make all your payments in one place. All your credit cards and your loans. All You can also make sure there are no unexpected transactions on your card. But it's not all. You can also use Empathize to figure out which credit cards to pay off first. You can see the interest rate on every credit card and know when you'll have each card paid off. You'll even know the exact date when you'll be 100% debt free. I'm guaranteeing there's probably more than 50%. More than half of us have no idea how credit cards work. I still I I know I didn't when college started, and it took me until my probably late 20s to realize how exactly paying them off worked. Empathize.com makes it so easy for you. It is not a loan. It's a tool that puts you in the driver's seat of your money by letting you manage all your credit cards and your loan in one place. You don't have to go to a bunch of different sites to pay your bills. You don't have to go to a bunch of different apps to pay your bills. You can do it all in one place. To get started, go to empathize.com slash Steve to give it a try. It's 100% free to get started. Just go to empathize.com slash Steve. That's E-M-P-A-T-H-I-Z-E dot com slash Steve. So that see that's the funny thing because you can never get away with that now everyone would would know right. but they kind of they kind of banked on your I guess naivete uh, so to speak that you had no idea like oh they're just filming me something they're bringing me down this is normal this is the way the show works and you just kind of well
0: right and back then it there wasn't like there was any place where you could get spoilers on like how the <laughs> show worked or like the behind the scenes of the show no one knew that stuff back then
1: yeah that's right that's true and. You know, I, when I look at it and I'm looking at um, kind of how it's all done now and, you know, you can never – like I said, you can never get away with it now, but there's something about it to where it was so – the whole thing was so bizarre and I guess we were just living in different times then because this was 2010. It's my fault.
2: And, uh- <laughs> it's all my fault. And Jason I – mean, part of it was because the reason why, you know, so initially – And I'll I'll try to make this as short as possible because Molly likes when I tell long stories. (laughs) Um, So initially, Melissa and I, I told Melissa it was over and she kept on asking why. And she asked me if it had anything to do with Molly. And I never told her that, which I really wish I would have. So I went and called the producers and let them know what was happening. And I said to them, so can Melissa and I aren't working out, but I would love to see if there's an opportunity with Molly. And they said to me, we've already asked Molly to be the bachelorette. So if you're going to do this, you need to do it on set. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, because I knew I, I'm like, I know how this is going to come off. But they're like, ah, no, you know, producers are like, I ah, know, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. blah. But so in, in essence, it only started early because I basically said it was over with Melissa and I and I was going to try to ask for some kind of shot with molly
1: yeah and i think you've said in interviews numerous times since that day the basically the only way they were going to let you see slash talk to molly was by essentially filming this breakup with melissa on camera and i think you've always yeah, said that's your biggest it, regret in all this
2: yeah i mean if i could do like i get like retrospectively you, you look at the way people do things now and they're they're like you know, even if you look at what's going on with Claire season, which only I know because of you, Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people are standing up, up and saying, I don't care what my contract says. I'm like, But back then it was like, you literally signed a $5 million contract and you're scared to say anything because I don't have $5 million. Yeah. You know, so you're afraid enough to, to break that contract. So when they say, like, this is the way that we do things, you're like, okay, that's the way you do. Okay.
1: Yeah. And Molly, for you, the other thing is once you got down there, you know, you're thrown in a green room. You have no idea. You obviously didn't see what Jason and uh, Melissa were filming on set. You're, you're clueless to what's going on until they bring you out on stage. And I know you got a lot of shit for it. They were just like, she knew she had to have known this was going to happen, but you really didn't, you had no clue. What was no, happening no,
0: no. And that was like, they flew me down. And that next day was when we filmed. So it was, and, and for me, I was more nervous just about like, seeing jason for the first time since they flew in the day before that like that we filmed oh you know yeah. and the, like you you fly in the night before and then you film the next day whatever yeah um and i was just most nervous to see jason because it would be the first time that i had seen him since he dumped me so i was like you know i gotta look good and then i was nervous so i started drinking wine <laughs> it was just
2: bad <laughs> there's no drinking on the bachelor yeah, yeah
1: none at all um, and th- I think the other thing that was, if I remember correctly, this ended up getting out and I think I ended up posting it on my site somehow, Jason, you wrote an email to Melissa, I think the next day, basically kind of just apologizing and saying, Hey, sorry about all that. You know, I did, did that get well, out? Wasn't that not, something that I came a thing?
2: I, I, I don't, I, granted, I honestly don't remember no. I, my recollection of that time is before we went on set. The producers called and said, Because, you know, essentially we're going to give you this chance to talk to Molly and not let her be the bachelorette, we need you. We need you to help us have Melissa be emotional so America could feel for her and they'll want her to be the bachelorette. And so my recollection is I called Melissa and that was the last conversation I really think I had. I can't even tell you. I think it's the last conversation I had with her. And it went fine, but she just said, Hey, I've already moved on and I've got you know, a boyfriend. So I'm not going to be the bachelorette.
1: Oh, okay. And then that's when the dance with the Stars. I think so, that's so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, there's been, Maybe that was st- after stories have come out since then that essentially she went, I think it, and I think it's been known in it. I think Melissa has admitted it herself. She went on your season to make her ex jealous. Isn't that, hasn't she admitted yeah. that?
2: I mean, that, that was <laughs> like, so like, again, I have, she was always great to me, but the story, and I don't remember if she told me, or if it's one of the producers, they always told me she hadn't been on a date in like three years. And like, they were trying to make me, They, you know, when you do all the psychological testing, they know more about me than I know about myself. Yeah. So they're telling me like, she hasn't been on a date. She's shy. And you know, when you do, when I did find out that she had a boyfriend at home, like, it's not surprising me. She's really pretty, but it wasn't what I was told.
1: Yeah. No, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. And I think she has even admitted it in her book or maybe on her show that they had or whatever that, yeah, I was I went on to make Ty jealous, her now husband, oh. and it clearly—it worked. Yeah, it clearly ended up working uh, yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah. Um The other thing was, I guess this kind of goes back to the one of the first questions I had was: once it became a thing, and your you know your finale air. I mean, they taped that in January, but it didn't air. You had to sit on that for uh, basically two months. It didn't air until yeah. the night of the finale, and that was my whole thing when I had found out. Hey, this is what happens. Uh, th- there was a secret taping. There was no audience, and basically, Jason uh, dumped uh, Melissa and asked Molly to date, and they are now dating. Oh, we put- say
2: nicer, not dumped. Yeah, yeah.
1: What did you? I mean, how, how do we put that? Jason kindly let Melissa not. No, it wasn't no.
2: kind either. I would no. say it was kind either. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just keep on. Let's just say it's a brainstorming session. Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's and, keep and, on brainstorming. And then we- Ten years later. <laughs> And then we basically got to okay, so this so they show the finale of what happened in New Zealand, and then um, we get we go to the taped after the final rose show, which was taped two months earlier, and we see it all play out. Um, And then and then it becomes that's where the tabloids start of, you know, I can always remember. I mean, I'll never forget it. There's always the final couple is always gets you know the People magazine cover, whether it's the cover itself or a picture on the cover of People Magazine, but this big, giant, you know, The Bachelor Betrayal. Uh, I mean, I'll never forget that. And it's, you know, you guys looking happy on the cover, but yet this headline that says Bachelor Betrayal. Again, I, that had to have been tough. Like, that had to have been like, oh, Jesus. Bad. So that
2: so that that one, is, to me, it's always interesting because when you go and do a, a photo shoot for People Magazine, it's awesome because nobody gets to do that. So we're going through the whole photo shoot, Molly's getting to wear everything she wants. They rent this giant mansion for us to do it. And we meet the, the editor, right? Or the, the, the writer for people magazine and everything is, she's like, this article is going to be amazing. People are going to love you. And I'm like, Oh God, this is great. Like, nobody's going to hate us. Like I was wrong about, like, I was wrong about everything. And then the cover came out and I knew my, all my fears came true. And when I saw that, I, I immediately called, you know, Fleiss and Martin, all, the, all the executives. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, right, you are.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Molly, did you? Uh, I was pissed. Clearly, clearly, when they're doing the, the, the magazine shoot, they're not telling you what the gist of the headline story is going to be or the headline was going to be. Oh, gosh, podcast.
0: no. Yeah. No.
1: You're sitting there just like, hey, just. Smile like a happy couple, like oh, you guys look great together. And then it's like bachelor betrayal, and it's like oh, yeah. I mean, the,
0: the heading, the the headline sucked for sure, but like it's still pretty damn cool. Like we're oh, on the God. cover of People magazine. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know if I thought that. Do you have, way. Do you have, do you have it framed up in your bedroom, like no, somewhere? No, God, no. <laughs> it's a,
2: no, it's up in my office, and it's in Riley's room, and tie. No, room. we have one in each room. Yeah. Speaking, speaking
1: of, of speaking of Ty, does what is um. What does he remember from it? How old was he? How old was he during filming five or something?
0: No, he was three.
1: Oh, he was three. So he doesn't remember he was, anything, right? No, he
0: doesn't remember anything. He kind of remembers New Zealand a little bit, but like he, he remembers nothing of filming.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he was five. Okay, forget it. Yeah. Three. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he,
2: was, he was too little. Um, he doesn't even remember the wedding. and that's He was five at the wedding. He doesn't yeah. remember that. Oh,
1: that's right. So he doesn't remember getting rained on and stuff like that? Well, it, you know, the
2: really. whole thing, too, is because he, after the wedding, my ex didn't want him to be a part of it. Like, he was a major part of the wedding, oh, that's right? right. <laughs> he didn't to right. be
0: on TV part. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah, should they cut everything out?
1: That's right. Okay, I, re- I remember that story now. Um, and then, you know, for those that weren't following back then, which is probably a lot of people that are listening right now, that there are more Johnny-come-lately fans of this franchise and whatnot, you know, this ended up being a big thing because, like I said, it was my first spoiler, and the spoiler that I gave out was, hey, they taped a... You know, I found out a week later that you had taped a secret taping, and this was what happens, and this is what you're going to see end. So whatever you see happen in New Zealand, that's not the story. The story is what has happened post-show, which was a big thing because back then, from every season that I remember, Bachelor or Bachelorette, it was whatever happened at the finale, that couple was still pretty much, by the time the After the Final Rose rolls around, they were still together. I think maybe there might have been one season where someone was really on the rocks or whatever, but up until that point there was it wasn't like once you find out what happened at the finale, then you have to find out what's happened in the next three months before it actually airs, which is my job now because it seems like everything changes now it 's not even good enough to tell people what happened in the finale because right. they're like what's going on right now though? Are they still together? did they get a, you know then it becomes but back then it was a huge deal, and my role in all this was I had reported some things as well, that uh, that weren't true. And for those that don't know, it's still up on my website. You'd have to dig back to 2010. But I did a formal apology to both of you. Um, and Jason, you and I spoke. Do you remember having a conversation with me on the phone back then? I remember. He's, got, he's got like a blank stare. I know we <laughs> talked. I can't remember what we talked about. No, it was you explaining to me because my, my do you remember my reporting of this was all planned? Um, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and that's what you, when you had gone on a radio show and talked about it, you were like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, this is, no, that's not what happened. And, you know, I took offense to it because I was like, no, that's that's true. But I remember you and I spoke, and we, we spoke privately, and you, based on what you had told me and everything that you had told to me and, and the details of it, I knew that that part of my reporting was wrong. I knew it wasn't, like, planned from the beginning where it was, like, they told... Jay- Jason knew the whole time he was going to pick Molly, but they told him to pick Melissa so they could have this crazy-ass ending, and that's what I ran with. Uh, and then you and I spoke after it, and, uh, you know, I said, oh, yeah, those okay. those
2: guys are good button pushers, but they're not that good. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I mean, I will never forget the day that I found out your you were going to post this spoiler someone found out I don't know someone on production found out and called us to let us know and so then I'm panicking and we're like trying to see if like legal can get involved to stop you from posting it but whatever you posted it so then the next day I'm working for this huge corporation and I get pulled into HR and and, because people are Sending emails to HR saying that someone like me should not be working at our company, yeah. someone who would involve yeah, themselves so. in, like, a scandal like this when it's all planned is not, like, <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> And I, like, was in tears with my HR person. I'm like, this isn't true. It wasn't planned. I'm not in on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what about just the spoiler itself of, you know, like I said, that happened in January. The finale doesn't air till March and the spoiler was out there that hey Molly and well actually I didn't I didn't actually post the part about Jason is now dating Molly until I think about 2 weeks before I had I basically gave a bunch of clues to what I knew and then I said I think about 2 weeks before the finale so during those 2 weeks once it got out there were people coming up to you like is this true and then how do you even in that role obviously you're supposed to keep quiet we all know that but I know you didn't say anything like, yep, he was right. I mean, what did you do? Just tell people, I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah,
0: it was more like family and friends being like, is this stuff true? And I I think at that point, my response was just like, it's not, it's not what it seems. You just have to tune in to find out or okay. something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, that was, I mean, the other thing was, and I've always explained this, not that I'm uh, justifying what I did, but my thing was. That was the first time I had ever had a spoiler. So I was basically believing everything that was being told to me. It was like my first time, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is great. Like all of a sudden, and I was getting, um, you know, Us Weekly and all these tabloids were covering me. And, you know, I was just believing what I was being told. I didn't realize that there were people going out of their way to maybe say wrong things and negative things. And I was just kind of running with it. It's like I should have just stopped with, hey, this is what happened at the taping as opposed well, to... Well, you know
0: what? It taught you a lesson for all future seasons. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I thought it did. I thought it did. And then, you know, obviously, you know, look, I think most people that tell me stuff about shows, about the show and, and stuff like that are, are telling me in good conscience of this is what happened, um, what they believe to be happened, and it's just my role to now figure out how they know because when someone comes to me and tells me something about this show, it tells me a spoiler. Now it's turned into I have to I have to ask them how they know, and if they can't give me a clear enough reason how they know, and it's just like oh I heard it. It's like no, I need more. Like who did you hear it from, and how credible is that person who told you? Because it just you know it 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 just becomes too much of a hassle to to just take somebody at their word, but. I don't think people maliciously come at me and give me wrong info, but does it happen? I think it's happened once or twice where I, yeah. where, they, where they purposely gave it to me to see if I would run with it. But it's kind of hard to do that now. I think any wrong info that I report now is because the person who told it to me absolutely 100% believed it to be true by the person who told it to them. And right. th- they're just relaying info and it just became a, a game. It's of, like a telephone game. Yes. It is game. the telephone is. game. Um, so Molly, I know you still watch the show, Jason. You don't, right? I mean, <laughs> shut up.
0: Exactly. He does. He does not watch. I watch the Bachelor. I do not watch the Bachelorette.
1: Really, you don't?
0: Yeah. Nope. I think I don't know. It's a, there's something weird about like guys being caddy and fighting for a girl versus like the girls. It's more natural to see the girls do it than the guys.
1: <laughs> You've never watched the Bachelorette?
0: Oh, I'm sure I've seen a season or two, but I I haven't. I never saw Becca's season. I never saw Rachel's season. I never saw – who was the last Bachelor? Uh, Hannah's. I never saw her season. I think I probably watched Allie and Ashley, and that was it.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize you didn't watch that one. But you watched The Bachelor, and you're well aware of – you know, obviously things are way different from your season. That was 10 years ago. Um, The the basics of the show are still the same. The concepts are the same of – you know, one-on-ones, group dates, roses, ceremonies, all this stuff, traveling up until, you know, this season with COVID. But um uh, is there one thing that you notice that's so much different now than from when you were on it?
0: Yeah, the girls. I mean, the <laughs> cast. Like, they 100% go in with different intentions. Instagram. Than anyone on, on our season. Instagram, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's obviously a huge thing, and not to mention the eyebrows uh, when we watch. Your season the, uh, the
0: eyebrows are a little <laughs> bit different, but like, there's it's so different going on the show now. First of all, you can you know how it works now, yeah. right? Everyone going in knows what to expect, but also these girls are getting smarter, where they can like. Um, curate clothes from companies what? to people can have get clothes sent to them before they go. And like all, like we were as natural as it could possibly get <laughs> on our season. We bought all of our own clothes. Like <laughs> none buying. of us had eyelashes or Botox or any of that stuff. Like it's just so different now.
1: One question that I get asked a lot from fans and I ask it, I've, I've started to ask it to a lot of the the contestants that I have on, uh, on the podcast is, the dresses that you bring on for the season now it's a little bit different like you said a lot of these women are going to boutiques pre-show saying hey will you loan me these dresses and I will wear them on the show and then when the episode airs I will link to it and stuff like that that clearly wasn't right. going on where you on when you went on how did you come up with I don't know you know it was probably 11 episodes back then how did you come up with these are the 11 dresses I'm going to bring? Did you buy 11? Did you borrow? Oh, my
0: God. No. I borrowed from friends. I, like, had used some that were already in my closet. Like, I was, like, buying the I would go to Express at the mall and buy <laughs> the dress that everyone else in America was wearing. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, you, yeah, you kind of had to back then. Nobody was thinking of, like... Going no. to stores and doing trade offs and stuff like that. No
0: way. No, I mean, I wish God that'd be amazing, but no.
1: And then about Jason, when you were on Deanna's season, what about was it for suits? Did you just have eleven suits, or did you? Borrow? No, I
2: think I went out and bought three suits, okay. but I bought cheap ones. They were like two hundred bucks each. Okay, that's probably that was. <laughs> and a then lot you
0: just that. switch up like your shirt and tie. Yeah, just
2: switch up your yeah, shirt and tie. And they give you one back then. They gave you one for the finale. For the finale, and not not the not, and then the rest were kind of up to you.
1: And then as the back But I do
2: remember on Deanna's season like you guys were like Jesse remember Jesse Sinsack who yeah. she picked. He would bring in like he was trying to do like uh keep like he would he had sunglasses brought in and he would have he would try to get people
1: to wear them and oh. try to make money off it. Oh yeah. No, I I'm like how do you even do that? Diana yeah. Deanna told me I, when I had Deanna on the podcast she well she clearly you know, once the breakup happened with Jesse, Deanna has always been very vocal about, I have no idea what I was thinking. Not that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, not, and not that. And I think she even said, like, not that if I would have chosen Jason, we'd still be married to this day. But J- choosing Jesse was just an awful thing because she found out she even told me on the podcast. I think it was. On his hometown date, she ba- he basically admitted to her um, he hadn't kissed her the whole season up until that point because he did have a girlfriend back home and this was strictly to pitch his stuff uh, on the oh, show. Oh,
0: I did not know oh. that.
1: Oh yeah, no, she she was so vocal about this the stuff that Jesse admitted to her um on the hometown date because it was she goes, "Yeah, I had him I brought him to hometowns. I hadn't kissed him yet and he wouldn't kiss me and I didn't understand what the deal was." And he's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And it was all about promoting his sunglasses when he was on his hometown date, he mentioned God, I wish I would have listened to that back. But yeah, she said that he told her all this stuff about sunglasses and stuff like that. Like Jason, like you said, he was bringing stuff on the show to pitch. And now, you know, like you said, it's, you know, obviously when Jason, you're the bachelor, Carrie Fettman styles you and you don't have to worry about anything clothes wise uh, being the lead of the show. But, you know, I social media is obviously the biggest thing that's changed in from 2010 to 2020. And the show has kind of leaned into it now because you, you almost have to. You can't ignore it. right all the contestants know they know they see the people that have come before them they see the opportunities that the melissa rycrofts have gotten the caitlin bristow's you know uh you know has built an empire on podcasting and selling stuff on her website uh ali has done tv work and stuff like that like they all know and they all think that i'm going to be the next melissa slash caitlin slash ali slash becca hannah whatever they want to choose you know that's that's the way they go into it. You guys. I just, it just blows my mind. I The one I thing,
2: Caitlin really runs it like a big business. Yeah. yeah. Like, like she she's really, smart. she's very smart. She runs it like a business and she's not, I, I don't know. I granted, I don't know a lot about this world, but there are a lot of people that just take the money for Instagram shot, like photo shots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where Caitlin really is doing like she's growing a business. She's
0: doing something that's going to last. Whereas like all these other people who are just trying to do Instagram ads, which I do. But like, that's not my job. You know, like I'm not going to rely on that. You know, like we <laughs> we have real regular jobs. And we act like normal people because in 10 years, like no one's going to care about the person who was on last season of the the bachelorette, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and it's just funny because five years ago, this Instagram thing wasn't a thing where you could go on and then post show, just post a bunch of outfits, you wearing revolve outfits and link to it and make money off of it. So it, it makes you wonder in 2025, is that still going to be a thing, or what's going to be the new thing in 2025? Is it still going to be? I'm this? working on it right now. <laughs> yeah, I do, I mean I don't know because five years ago we couldn't have predicted this was going to be the thing, and this is why people right. on the show. I wonder what it's going to be in five years. But you know, in talking about post show stuff, one of the things that uh, came up, and I know that you guys probably have to regret this because I know when I had him on the podcast, he was just like, "Yeah, that was not a good idea." Was when you guys did Celebrity Wipe Swap with Sean and
2: oh.
1: <laughs> Um I asked well, Sean. I had asked Sean about
2: what about compared to the marriage thing. He I did?
0: think he regrets marriage boot camp more than the Celebrity Wife Swap. But he
1: said, "Yeah, I think he said both were just." I, I he I think he even said that, he goes yeah that was a total cash grab that I, he goes I'll that that's hundred
0: percent exa- that. what it was and we knew we were going to be swapping with them so it was like okay like we're going I'm going to a normal person's house I'm not going somewhere crazy um but he they he he got a really bad edit on oh, that show was... we we got the better edit at at it so <laughs> First time yeah I don't think we're as disappointed but <laughs> yeah
1: what was the thing that Sean it made it seem like Sean had to have his ties um
0: no like his socks and underwear, that tie, socks is and underwear iron that show was 100% scripted oh yeah like I, <laughs> they had the storyline for how we were going to do things before they even met any of us
1: and so when you're doing it you're just like gosh this is so dumb
0: yeah <laughs> like, it was like the most it, right? painful, painful week of our lives I think collectively it was pretty awful
2: if you don't know reality TV is pretty dumb yeah <laughs> I mean for different reasons but I would assume the Kardashians would say the same thing in their own world
0: yeah I mean we've been asked to do um, marriage boot camp probably seven times now and yeah. like I, that's my limit I've got a hard limit and that's it I will not do that show
1: yeah and Sean and Kathy can probably tell you don't do that show either Yeah, like that's no and there's a, and look, there's been a lot of people from the franchise that have done that. Tristan Ryan did, you know? Did they? Yeah, Wigan, I yeah. think she
0: regrets that too. I think everyone does. Chris and Dez um, regret doing it, it. Pay a lot of money. They for pay like a lot of money, but weeks? like, man, no, thank you. I no. <laughs> I,
2: hey, like to be clear, I was begging her to do that. This, that was a good payday for two weeks. <laughs> it was. Most yeah, I mean, people in America would would have said yes.
0: I don't. I don't care I, I that's my limit
2: <laughs> so if you guys are listening call again because i'm still saying maybe yeah
1: <laughs> yeah because chris and des did it. ashley and jp did it because i remember yeah, ashley yeah and i remember watching those seasons and it was always the bachelor cup uh, jaden tanner did it too it was always the bachelor couple when tristan ryan did it and ashley and jp did it i remember specifically every other couple in that house had like major issues and tr- and they would always make fun of the bachelor couple because it's just like, oh, really? They have communication problems. Like, look, yeah. my, my husband has three side pieces. Like it was, yeah, it was stuff <laughs> like that. It's just like, and and and, and Trista and Ryan maybe sometimes um, don't argue correctly, and they're just ma- like making fun, <laughs> making fun of them of how ridiculous it kind of was. Uh, but, yeah. But, well, yeah. I
0: think for us too, like a big factor in how we choose to do things now, like. Ty's almost 16, okay? Like, he's on social media. He sees things. He's, you know, his friends talk to him about how we've been on TV. Like, we've got – our kids are older now. We've got to be mindful of the things that we do because they're aware. You know, if we didn't have kids, maybe we would do something like that. Or if our kids were little, 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 and, like, they would never know about it, then maybe. But, like, I think we're more protective of our kids than anything.
1: Speaking of that, the fact that Riley is seven years old right now blows my mind.
0: I know. Isn't like,
1: that crazy? When does she turn eight? Uh, March. Okay. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I, you know, look, Ma- I follow you on Instagram and, and, and Facebook as well, Molly, I have for years. So it's like, it, it, I, I just can't, believe, <laughs> I, I can't believe she's seven. Like, it just seems I like, know. it just seems like a, f- a few years ago she was two and still little child. I know,
0: everything goes child. so fast. It's crazy.
1: And- I know that you. Uh, one of your more recent posts was schooling for for Ty and Molly, uh, Ty and and Riley. They're both in uh, virtual schooling. How's that going? Virtual school, and it is
0: hell. <laughs> it is. I mean, they're both, both really good kids, and they're really good about sitting down and doing their work. But like for me, I feel like I'm babysitting all day long, being like, "Okay, you got to log back on for your live class. Okay, now you got to do this assignment." It's just like it makes for a really Long day. I can't wait for the day that they go back to in-person school.
1: What is the what is the thing in um in Washington? What's the uh, like the the next phase for you guys? When are they thinking schooling can happen in school uh, in person?
0: uh I mean, they they called school a long time ago. I don't think we're going back this fall.
2: Oh, really? I think we're yeah. yeah. They, they haven't even said it. I'm pre- I have my prediction though because i I know this stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll go back at some point after the new year. Maybe
0: after
1: the new year. Yeah. Jason, is is Ty um in sports? Is he is he on yeah. any teams there or yeah, mind.
2: he's a big big hoopster. So he's always played basketball and pretty much plays uh I mean all he does since COVID at least is work out a ton, He'll play, play basketball. basketball. I mean he's six foot two now. He's a giant oh, stinky teenager.
1: So he's is a- he is he on the school team? Yeah. Yeah. He's on a school team. Okay. Yeah. But so have they announced what they're doing with their season?
0: Well, they pushed the season. So it's supposed to start January, February, January, if February, at okay. all.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That seems to be what California did. Same thing. Cause I was a high school basketball player and we started, when was it? End of, I think right after Thanksgiving is when our season used to start. And then we played because yeah. you know, we had Christmas tournaments and stuff like that. And then leagues, League games started right off January, February, but yeah. But now it looks like the whole season is starting January, February. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speak sports related, Jason. Um. I know you're a Seahawks fan. Look, I'm a yeah. I'm, I'm a biggest sports nut as there is out there. Whether it's NFL, college football, college basketball, is it is it weird for you right now? Like the season starts tomorrow night, and I'm just not as fired up, just because no fans. It's just weird. I feel like we're going to be watching exhibition games for the most part. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I I know. I was thinking about this too. I think part of it also is like there's no preseason. Like I don't love watching preseason, but at least gets people talking about it. So you know who's going to make the team, and even if you don't care that much, they're talking about it on the local sports radio or ESPN, and all of a sudden it's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah, but I would bet. I bet a gazillion people are going to watch Mahomes and Watson tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. even yeah. yeah.
2: Molly. Molly. Molly's pumped about it.
0: I, I love football season.
2: Oh, you do? Okay.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Only because it means, like, yeah, like <laughs> scarves the- and oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <Hell game. laughs>
0: boots and it, all that.
1: It's just, you know, with Seattle, obviously because their fan base is such a huge part of their team, you know, the 12th man thing, it just seems At least – I I know they've said for at least, what, the first two home games or the first month of the season, no fans. They haven't officially ruled it out for all eight home games, I don't think. But um, it's just going to be weird. The Seahawks are going to be playing a big game against the Rams – at, uh, what is it, Link Is that the name of this? Yeah. At CenturyLink, if, and there's going to be nobody there. It's just... What I, are they, I wonder if they're going to do
2: something. You know how with the NBA playoff games, they have those like weird fans? Yeah. Like, they pipe big, in noise. And it's a screen. There's like a screen with fans sitting yeah. there. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do something like that. I Because they've got to do something. Because the camera angles on football are so different than basketball.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to... I think Fox had talked about we're going to do the virtual fans thing, so they did that with some of the baseball games, where... Not and not talking about the cardboard cutouts they literally physically put in the seats, but they can do it to where it looks like fans are in the stands. They're definitely going to pipe in fake crowd noise for sure. They have said that. Well, they have
0: to. That would change everything for the Seahawks. Like we have, we get home like. Our home games were so good because yeah. of our fans.
2: So, but also regardless, it's how weird if you like, you're like, Hah! and it echoes through the whole place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, it's it's just so it's just not normal. Then, then again, nothing's been normal since March, so it's almost like yeah. this is what we have to accept. But yeah, go. You know, football season starts. Oh, I keep Mom. saying to- I, I, the thing is I keep saying uh, tomorrow night, but we're recording this Wednesday, but it's not running till next Thursday. So, oh, by the oh, way, okay. we we'll so started have- <laughs> last week. We <Wake> go football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're a week into football, and yet we can't uh, talk about. It. But yeah, it's it, the whole thing is just weird because football in front of no fans, uh, any sport in front of no fans is just been. Yeah. Weird. watching baseball is just not been the same. Um, but w- the NBA is about as close as you can get, even though still there's no fans in the arena, and when there's. A lot of these playoff games in the NBA have come down to the final shot and there's just no, you know, no reaction. You can't have any there's fan no reaction. There's
0: no excitement. It kind of looks like practice. Yeah. It's weird.
1: And the football is going to look like an exhibition game with a, yeah. an 80,000 seat stadium and nobody in it. That's just, yeah. it's really bizarre. Okay. Jason, I've got something for you here. Yes. We're going to end this. Uh, I We're going to end this podcast with a little game. I would say it's kind of newlywed game-ish, but it's not going to be couple related questions. Um, I texted Molly earlier today, and I said I want to play a game, and I want to ask, and I asked Molly ten questions that I want to see if your answers match hers. But I, I'm, and I, I'm not
2: guessing what she wants.
0: No, no, no. You're guessing your answer. Yes, okay.
1: you're okay. guessing your answer. But and I hope that and, and all I told Molly was, hey, don't cheat. Don't don't tell Jason this. this no, we. Have, I didn't answers. even
0: tell him we were doing this.
1: Okay, good. All right. So it's basically I asked the, some of the questions I asked Molly. They're about her. And then I just want to see if you know this about her. And then some of them are about you. And it's what Molly said you would answer. So, okay. I'm so
0: curious. We've been married 10 years. Let's see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's this, see what it is it? Anything. This this October, right? Is it 10 years? This no, it was ho- no. in
0: February. It was 10 years oh, in February.
1: Duh, because we all watched it. Uh, the engagement was October, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah,
1: I knew that. Okay. All right. So first question, Jason. I asked Molly, would Jason rather have lifelong season tickets to the Seahawks or get to play Augusta National once a year? Oh, my God. Uh, probably Augusta. Yeah, that's what she said.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes! You said, and, and Molly just said, play Augusta just once. He doesn't need to play once a year. You just say... Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: once a year, even better. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, this question was... Okay, question number two. I said, what would Jason say is your favorite reality TV guilty pleasure and... This is non bachelor related.
2: Molly's favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Molly's that, favorite? The Housewives of whatever
1: shows. <laughs> yes. I don't <laughs> That's know exactly all. what I said. If, if, if we could get a, we could go for even a bonus point here if you can name which one is her favorite of them. Orange County.
2: Ooh. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Beverly, Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay. But you're <laughs> not. I, I honestly, I think they're the same.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean... He goes.
0: Which one? And I said. Well, all of them. So.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Question number three. <clears throat> what is Riley well here's the thing for a while there and I don't know if you've done it recently Jason maybe you have you had it at home you, okay the um donuts with daddy on Friday is is yeah. it became a thing um I remember watching it every week thinking this is hilarious uh there was a little song to it and everything where, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you would take Riley we'll get, out we'll get for back donuts. to that soon enough <laughs> yeah um yeah you would take Riley for donuts every Friday what's the name of the place by the way that you go or do you mix it up
2: Oh, are you just asking honestly? Yeah. Uh, yeah it'd be we mix so. it up. It depends. Like, if she's bringing friends, they likes to go to either a little donut shop nearby that's run by just some little old guy okay. or the grocery store because the grocery store is the softest donuts for the kids. Yes. Oh, wow. That's what they tell me.
1: <laughs> okay. So, the question number three that I asked Molly was what is Riley's favorite type of donut?
2: Well, she changes all the time. I know. Yeah. But if she, I would say a chocolate donut. Oh, that's what I said.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yes. Molly said chocolate she's with sprinkles. She's on a
2: chocolate. She's been on a chocolate kick for probably six months. Yeah.
1: Okay. what before that, was she ever into? Was she ever into the glaze? Like all glaze or no? She
2: She'll
0: da- do that every once in a while. But she, she used to love maple bars.
1: She, yeah. Oh. And then the, the,
2: the, she used to. So when she when we first started this this little thing, you know the story. When, she, when we first started this little thing, there's a store. A, a big donut shop in seattle called top pot oh, oh
0: yeah and okay.
2: i would take her you know we'd go and it was before not preschool but daycare so i'd take her to daycare and then she would tell the teacher that we went to the pot store <laughs> and, and the teacher came to me and she's like so riley said that you guys went to the pot store i'm like
1: that's the donut shop <laughs> <laughs> we call it the pot, pot shop Pot shop. <laughs> well and now isn't it isn't yeah it, that has a different meaning yeah, everywhere yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, so you're three for three. Okay, these questions yes. are apparently easier than I thought. Um, question number four. Jason, what is Molly's favorite Seattle restaurant?
2: Favorite Seattle? You mean besides McDonald's?
1: Yes. <laughs> what's
0: yeah. that? Like, where would we like to go out to eat? Yeah. Uh, oh,
2: What's that we, we've been that we that we go to or that you go with your girlfriend no no
0: he's what is like my favorite restaurant? what is her spot yeah what is in, her spot? in the area
1: george's no oh no what? she said uh john
0: howie
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i should have said that i was thinking like family restaurant okay Okay.
1: Uh, All right. Three for four. Uh, Question number five. John
2: Howie is. Yeah. Sorry. Can we get some free gift cards, John Howie, if you're listening? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be
1: nice. (laughs) Shout out to John Howie Steakhouse. By the way, I love Steakhouse. I haven't heard. Is that just a a local steakhouse? Yeah. It's a local chef.
0: Yeah. yeah, He has
2: a few restaurants and his name's John Howie. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha.
1: question, Question number five. I asked Molly, who is Jason's favorite Seattle athlete of all time?
2: Wow, I I don't know Seattle athlete.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: Griffey.
1: Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, she said Ken Griffey Junior. She said Ken yeah. Griffey Junior. Maybe and then he and then she said his favorite athlete of all time is Michael Jordan. Yes. But I well, we
2: sit, we're sitting in a room with a bunch of Air Jordans everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Air, Michael Jordan pictures. Yeah. yeah.
1: So four out of five. That's eighty uh, percent so far. There you go. Um, all right, question number six. Who will Jason say is your favorite celebrity? So, who's Molly's favorite celebrity? Molly's favorite celebrity. I
2: don't okay, is there a movie that she all she watches is reality <laughs> stuff?
1: It well, not it's not. Re, I could tell you, it's not reality related. It's uh, you know, a, you know, actor, actress, artist, something like that. It's
2: oh, it could be a musician.
1: Yeah, it can be a musician.
2: Okay, Justin Timberlake. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, you were. You, it was almost like you were leading me in that direction. Of well, I
2: was thinking about actor, actor. Like, like when I went to visit Molly the first time in Milwaukee, she had to go to work, and I was sitting in her apartment all day long, and she's like, "Just push play." And oh I,
0: my god, I made him watch like a Justin Timberlake concert
2: DVD. <laughs> and I sat there all day and I'm like, I think Justin Timberlake is incredibly talented. I just don't like his music.
0: I cannot believe I cannot believe you yeah. stayed with me after I made you do I was that. like,
2: she's like literally, does she not realize who I am? Or... Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait. So this was this was while you guys were still dating before you had moved in together. Yes. You went yeah, out, there, you went out there to we hang out with her. Distance. She was yeah. at she was she went she, w- she was at work all day and she's she told you watch a Justin Timberlake concert video. Yes, yes this is this is she's actually like, a true story. She's like
2: it will change your mo- it will it will change your life forever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it? I did. It made me hate him even worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, again,
2: he's super talented. He's a nice guy. All that stuff. Don't want to watch the DVD.
1: <laughs> all right, question number seven. As of right now, like probably as we're recording this, because I'm sure it might change quite a bit. What does Riley say she wants to be when she grows up?
2: She wants to work at a salon, or do a salon nail thing.
1: Okay, nail salon. Okay, Okay,
0: that's kind of, kind of. Okay, Molly said,
1: Molly said, makeup artist. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah,
1: obviously, all I think is just beauty,
0: beauty. She wants to do beauty. Does she like?
1: (laughs) Does she have like the kid? makeup kit or something does you she mean, she, oh, she
0: has grown-up makeup girl has a bigger makeup collection than i do you
1: mean is she exactly like molly yes <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: if that's your question then yes
1: oh, okay all right um so that's six out of seven because i'll count that that was close enough okay it's not, okay it's thanks. not like he was it way is. off um astronaut okay the, here's here's your only of the 10 here's your only baxter related question um i asked her who will jason say he may be sent home too early on your season? Maybe just someone uh, that after watching it back, he had a different impression of. Molly.
2: Oh,
0: that's a good answer. Oh, shoot. Why did I not answer that?
1: Yeah. I didn't even think of, you know what? I didn't even think of saying, well, it doesn't, it's like almost that's the obvious answer. And I didn't even say to Molly, like, well, it can't be you because that's clearly the obvious answer. I didn't
0: even think of that. Yeah,
1: neither did I. I didn't even. I Okay.
2: Yeah. I think I won and you guys both lost. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you know what my answer was? I said, you had said this before that the producers were pushing you to get rid of Natalie, even though you didn't really yeah, mind yeah, having yeah, her
2: around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they said with Natalie that like, I remember on that date, they, they, they want you to pick somebody that you're going to send home. Yeah. Like it, they want a pretty girl that you're going to send home. And throughout the date I kept on saying, I, I think I really like her. She's really cool. And they're like, Come on, she's a smoker. You don't want to pick her. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't want, like. I don't want to be married to a smoker. But all right, you're right. Yeah. And that's like, I make, I'm, This is just the first of many mistakes I'm going to make. Yeah.
1: And that was and that was the one where they edited the date to make it seem like she was talking about bears the whole time and how many. Yes. And I was like, goes, okay, this, yeah, this was a really weird, choppy conversation that they're having. I was like, this doesn't add up, but. And then obviously I've become friends with Natalie since then. And yeah, she was just like, that's that, that conversation was such bullshit. She was yeah. Like, it wasn't even real. Um, all right. Question number nine. I asked Molly what Jason's all time favorite movie is. Ooh,
0: I know. I'm like really nervous if I'm going to get this right.
1: Well,
2: I mean, cause I can go kids fun or I can go like adult. Probably... It, okay, what you what I probably. Okay. watch? I watch all the time. Oh, there's
1: so many movies. That, Back to the Future.
2: <gasps> oh my God!
1: <laughs>
2: that's totally what I said.
1: That's it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and that's funny, Jason, because I, I as I told her, I said I actually did a podcast recently with a guy who wrote a book called Back from the Future. His name's Brad Gilmore. I went on his. He had him on as a podcast. He wrote a book about it. I have. I might have to challenge you on Back to the Future knowledge because it is literally one of my movies that oh. I have seen a hundred times. I've read, I've gone deep dives into that show. I've seen, I saw the special that was on a couple months ago uh, where they talk about all the stuff and how, you
2: know, more than I do. All I do is what, you know, when they came out with the the Nike, like the actual fundraiser for Michael J. Fox and the, uh, the, the the shoes. Oh my God. How bad did I want those?
1: Oh, I can imagine. Didn't they go
2: for like a hundred grand or something?
1: Oh, I, I don't remember. I I think you might be right. The Nike mags. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be a- around the, the the price being right on that. Yeah, Do, were you a fan of? Did you hate two and three, or did you like them? Or no, I like two. I like yeah. two. I
2: didn't love three. By I, see, any means.
1: you're like, see, you're like me. Like, I've never been a Western guy in general. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay. And plus, the whole movie centered around. Doc Brown's love life. And I'm like, I don't really care what, who he fell yeah, in Mark, love with yeah, in 1885. On, Marty and his <laughs> the, the two I loved just because, and when you watch two now, there were a lot of, th- I mean, that movie was filmed, you know, they filmed two in 1989 and they were pretty close to a lot of the stuff that in two thousand fifteen. I mean they were were they way off on flying that cars? Pizza
0: oven. Not that pizza no, oven. And I
2: was super and I was absolutely hundred percent convinced there would be flying cars by now. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh yeah, me
1: too. Yeah. And two was like, but if you look back on it now, there were some things they were pretty close on, like um uh you know, uh the the shoes, the the self lacing shoes that yeah, actually yeah. got re released. Um yeah, there were no flying cars, but um what was the other thing? We Max, were talking about this. Max
2: Hedrum.
0: Well, hoverboards like kind <laughs> hoverboards kind of,
1: yeah. kind of became a thing. Um, it, there were just there were a lot of things that they were actually. Not, oh, the, I think the biggest thing was um, when when they showed Marty living in his home. Just the fact that uh, video calling somebody, they were. Oh, right. You know, remember when he came home and th- then they had the video screen where he could talk to somebody. We're like, whoa, you're gonna be able to video someone on a <laughs> giant screen in your house? Now, maybe you can't do it on a giant screen in your house, but you can, in fact, you can do it on your phone very easily. It's basically the same thing, and you know, they called that 20 years before it happened. Like, it's pretty amazing what they were actually close on. Um, but you're yeah, definitely I, passionate about, Oh it. yeah. You're no, trust me. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I could talk about t- one and two forever. Uh, all right. Final question. You're seven out of nine here. Final question. Oh when you guys, uh, this one might be probably the easiest one. When you guys took your trip back to New Zealand, where Jason, you ultimately ended up proposing to Molly. Did she have any idea it was coming?
2: No.
0: That's exactly what well, I said.
2: No. I, well, I mean, I really don't think so. Yeah. She said she's, unless she's, a, she, unless she's a faker.
0: <laughs> no, she I, <laughs> said it,
1: she said she definitely thought you would get engaged soon, but had no idea when and where
2: I know I plan that. I love surprising people like that.
1: How did you I mean that? Not that I, I,
2: I mean, I, I do propose to people a lot, but that's not what <laughs> I mean. Well, you have. Yeah, you have. Those, those other ones aren't surprises. Yeah. The other ones
1: are playing with help. So what was the, uh, how did you do it?
0: We went back to the house where we had our overnight date. Like
2: Literally, oh, you did? it was at oh. the exact same yeah. house. Yeah, I had, I, I, I found out and got a tour of that house. And then we were able to walk around and it was in that, it was in that bedroom. Yeah. Wow. Nothing happened. Nothing in that happened room. in that bedroom. Nothing <laughs> happens in the closed rooms <laughs> on the Bachelor. Yeah.
1: Wow. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that that's crazy congratulations yeah. i wow i did not know i knew obviously i obviously knew it happened in new zealand but i didn't know that jason had taken the time to be like okay i'm gonna plan this out um that wasn't anywhere near the the balcony for the mesnick was it there was no a t-
0: different city totally, oh, different, different, actually, totally different part, different of, the part of the country
1: oh really okay mm-hmm. yeah okay um wow look at that eight out of ten and one of them which, if, one you, which one did I miss? Which uh, one did I miss? John Howie, Steakhouse.
0: John Howie, which I can
1: I don't know how I missed John I know, Howie. That I don't dumb. know how
0: you missed that either.
1: Yeah, because I want to go there right now.
0: I know, me
1: too. Wait, <laughs> a se- wait a second. No, you got nine out of ten because you didn't. Uh... Yeah, I got the, the right No, one. the yeah. one
0: where where who would he send home or, or who said, would he have oh, yeah, kept yeah. longer on The Bachelor? I,
2: I, no, wait a second. I get bonus points for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh. it's almost like. <laughs> you guys yeah, the one messed yeah, up. Yeah, we, screw, we screwed up because that was. <laughs> clearly the answer was molly and i didn't even think yeah. of I, and you didn't, and you weren't even on that wavelength either okay yeah no that makes sense because yeah we got um real housewives chocolate donut uh mr john Howie, ken griffey jr got right justin timberlake got right um riley being a makeup artist yeah nine out of ten back to the future Man,
0: pretty good
1: wow OK, we'll have to do this again and flip it, flip it on. Right. Flip it on Molly. Yeah. Right? No, I Yeah. I was like, well, do I do it with Jason, too? I was like, well, I'm running out of time here because we we're yeah. recording today. We'll do it for number three hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be back. You only day. like to be on the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one one. Uh, the only other thing I did was. uh, I, The only other time I think I've interviewed a couple on this show was two people that you probably don't even know, but they weren't even from Bachelor Nation. But I did kind of the same thing. I don't think I did 10 questions. Though. I think I maybe did five. Um, but I told them, you get four out of five right, <clears throat> I'll send, I'll, I'll Venmo you fifty dollars. So you guys got nine out of ten right. So I, Molly, I'll Venmo you fifty bucks. <laughs> you you, well.
0: you keep your money and go buy yourself a nice steak tonight.
1: Make, make a donation. Make no, a
0: donation
1: this, to someone. No, yeah. this <laughs> hospital. This will go to John Howie Steakhouse. This this will go to your. Next, I mean, I'm sure 50 bucks is only that's great because that gets you one one drink. That'll buy us, um, yeah. I was gonna say, (laughs)
2: thanks
1: for the salad. Um, (laughs) okay. Well, I mean, I could, I could, I could Venmo it to you, Molly, and then you uh, deposit it wherever you want. And (laughs) but I will, uh, I, I, I probably should have told you this before we even started the game that hey, if you get eight out of 10, I was gonna say seven or eight out of 10, I would. You'd win fifty dollars, <laughs> so um, we so there you go. So, yeah, we so killed you, it. Maybe or maybe you can use the fifty bucks for the next. I don't know. That'd probably be ten trips to the don for donuts, donuts with Daddy. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, donuts. We can buy every, all the kids donuts in the neighborhood once they open up. Again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's been too long to ever uh, that it that it came to this, like the fact that I didn't think to. Have you guys on, on the podcast? And I was like, I gotta no, get Jason okay. and, Molly and You on. were on.
0: Remember, you were on our podcast. I know. When We did that. Yeah, when you guys did ago. the podcast.
1: That's right. I did that. That was God. That was that must. I was been, like what? seven
0: years ago that we did that.
1: Yeah, that was a long time. We ago. We shouldn't kept that, that.
0: Yeah, I got sick of it, so we stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's right. I came on. I came on your guys, but then I was like, and then I think when the goat show came up, I'm like, why haven't I had them on? I, I, you know, Molly, you and I text on occasion you you FaceTime me from one of your watch parties one remember that that wasn't within the last couple years right wasn't yes okay yeah I mean we've always kept in touch here and there and I was like why am I gonna have them on and I was like perfect timing so um I really appreciate you guys coming on um good luck with everything uh stay safe with COVID and
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's always fun to talk to you. No, no 15%. Problem. Yeah. Jason still
2: looking for his money. percent <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, 5%. Okay, 5.
1: <laughs> but uh again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. You guys are great. And uh we'll talk to you soon.
0: Sounds okay. good. Thanks so much. You got it.
1: Thank you so much to Jason and Molly. That was I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did talking to them. It was a lot of fun. I will give you an update the very next night after we recorded, Molly sent me a text and they were at John Howie Steakhouse. She took a um, or John Howie Steak is the name of the place. She took a picture and sent it to me and she said, Jason's treating me to this since he failed the question. So um, uh, maybe I'll tweet that out uh, later on today after I give people, uh, you know, an ample amount of time to uh, to listen to the podcast later on this afternoon or maybe I'll. Tweet it out tomorrow. But, um, yes, one thing, uh, Jason treated her the following night to John Howie Steak. And number two, they got their 50 bucks. I Venmo'd it to Molly, um, and I think she said she was going to donate it somewhere. So I hope you all enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, there's two people that I've never had on. And the funny thing was, I didn't I don't know why I never had them on before, because I had been on theirs. There was no bad blood between us. I had I had been on theirs years ago when they had a podcast. You heard them talk about it briefly in that, and then it really struck me when they when I saw that they were doing Jason's season as one of the goat episodes. I'm like, oh, they'd be perfect to have on. I just was a little worried that because they had done the goat episode, and I think Molly had done someone else's podcast right around the time uh, around that time. I was thinking that maybe they were a little burned out of talking about that. Because, you know, this was such a huge deal back then. It was like, oh, God, do we have to relive this? Yes, we're Jason and Molly and the ones that were basically America hated at the time uh, when it all happened. So I was just a little bit worried, but Molly was like, no, we'll do it. That's great. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Again, if you're interested in uh, more information on the Cassie and Colton uh, situation, go to my column today. It's on my website. And just know that... Um, you know there is a little bit of misinformation going around out there and maybe not necessarily misinformation but just misleading headlines about this reality show that colton and cassie did because the way it was presented made it seem like it was way deeper in and they were you know on the verge of being broadcast and it it, it just couldn't be farther from the truth so and the other thing being that 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 reality show whatever stage it was in the very very early stages of it um really has nothing to do with this case whatsoever. So I don't even know why that's a story. And I, but if you read between the lines, it's almost a headline that was put out there to distract from what was really going on here, which is Colton's stalking and harassment of Cassie. And just, it just doesn't make any sense why that story even broke, but you can read between the lines, hopefully. Anyway, thank you all for listening to podcast number 200. Thank you to Jason and Molly for coming on. I really appreciated that. And uh, we're back at it again next week uh, with Podcast 201. I think I know who it's going to be, um, but I'm not sure yet. And uh, I will let you know as, uh, as we get closer. So for Jason and Molly, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review on an Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you next week with Podcast number 201. See you.